Welcome back to the Fantasy Hockey Hacks podcast. Tonight we are recording episode 156, I hope. That's <laughs> I correct. Didn't check, I didn't check the episode number, <laughs> so I'm just going by what's on the notes. Uh, NHL Fantasy Preview for week 15. This is also the week of January 15th. 14th is last week. I should have figured that out by now. Uh, I'm your host, Bruce Gunther. Joining me this evening... From, I'm not sure. I think it's Marky's house. John ends. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> and joining us from his basement, Devin Davidson. Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing tonight? I need a nap. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm doing all right, but yeah, could always use a nap. I'm with you, Bruce. <laughs> and I could use a new knee. My knee is still bothering me. Oh, no. Bruce, you're too old to play sports. I was chasing a dog, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't have pets. That's so much worse. I was playing with a friend's dog. who's was chasing a ball around, and I went to make a cut or change direction, and something didn't feel good, and yeah, it blew up like a balloon. So it's been three weeks now. It's better. The swelling is gone, but it's still it's still sore. I had to go back and get a follow-up done on it, and... I don't think anyone really wants to hear about my wonky knee. So, well, we we wish you a speedy recovery, anyway, Bruce. <laughs> yes, yes. Or someone was take me all back and club me over the head and just. Uh, no, no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. All right. All right. Should we move on to John's list? Sure. Nice. All right. We can do that. So if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you're undoubtedly familiar with John's list. It's John's shit list of players, past and present. We throw in the occasional commissioner, GM, coach, or newsworthy topic from around the world. This week, John's victim is... Offside reviews. Total trash. If you can't tell within the first, like, 30 seconds, it just becomes a complete waste of time after that. That should basically just be used for things that are blatantly obvious and and leave it at that. It just it sucks the life out of the game. It sucks the life out of watching at home. It sucks the life out of everything. So is this actually offside or was this more of a possession thing? It was an offside I, review. Is it I always think when they talk about cross it's whether he has possession across the line, it's like Okay, if the puck isn't touching his stick, is it possession or it isn't? And they can't decide on that on a regular basis either. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm still miffed about this, Bruce. is Because there's been a lot of comparisons. People have talked about the Makar offside, and then they've talked about this one recently with Dreisaitl. And, I mean, they claim that Makar was, was onside, right? He had, he had possession of the puck. And if that's possession, then why isn't Dreisaitl's possession? Because... He's got it on his stick, essentially. Um, and his blade, from what I could tell from certain angles, was at least still across the blue line, right? So still touching the blue line. Hmm. So the referees hate the Oilers. Is that what we've pretty much come to decide? No, I just, I think the issue is that there's just a lack of consistency, right? So it's like, you're going to call it onside here, you're calling it offside here, but they're so similar. And I think what gets me, and I agree with you, John, is it really... Uh, does that have anything to do with the play that happened 30 seconds later? Like if you're going to call it to the letter of the law, I guess, but 
it just totally is not in the spirit of why that rule was created. It's like you said, it's it has to be blatantly obvious. And if it's not, then why are we spending 15 minutes reviewing? Like they're looking for reasons to call the goal back as opposed to, okay, it wasn't blatantly offside. The call on the ice was it was onside. Let's move on with our lives, right? They're like looking for that exact angle to say, okay, now we have some evidence to call this goal back, which it doesn't make a lot of sense in my mind. Yeah, to me, it was it was just the amount of time that it took. Like if you minutes. couldn't come to a conclusion in that in a shorter period of time, then it, it's too too close to call, in my opinion. They get five minutes after that, if it, whatever it is, it's how it's called. It's all, however it's called on the ice. Period. Yeah, yeah, like I I'm almost okay with that. You know, the only time, it, like you said, is if it's it's a Matt Duchesne type situation. It, exactly what I was what I was going with. But the game happens so quickly, right? And and fans don't want to see offense come off the board. And it just seems like it's another tool in, in the belt of the coaches on the bench, right? It's it's I, I just find it frustrating to be honest. But yep. So I'm with you. All right. So we're uh, refs are on the the ref or is not the referees, but it's the uh what do they call that place? The command the, center. The command center. Yeah, it comes from the is NHL. It, it, it's and is Connor said it too. The, is that the CFL? No, no. Oh. Well, or the the control room, whatever they call it. Or they're like back in Toronto, right in their their war room, whatever they want to call whatever it. Call it yeah. Doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. But the point is, at the end of the day, it it comes from somebody not in the building, not on the ice, reviewing tape, and it. it and I, I do feel bad for the officials too because it's really not their call. And Connor said as much the other day. Like it it mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the linesmen, the officials. It's not their call. They make the call on the ice, and then it gets overturned or not from Toronto. Yeah, they need those uh, high definition satellite cameras they have on all those TV shows where they can like see an ant walking on a sidewalk <laughs> from like twenty miles from the satellite, twenty miles in orbit. They need those uh, cameras. You know, I mean, we're not going to solve the, the problem tonight, right? But I just the ant would still be offside, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh boy. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Fantasy Lock of the Week. All right, we've got a couple on here, and Devin's got another one he wants to add, so we'll let Devin go first with his. Well, I just want to give the Edmonton Oilers a bit of credit, right? Of course, we all know I'm a giant homer. So is John. So is Bruce. So is Tyler. <laughs> what? That's fine. <laughs> but we got to give the Edmonton Oilers some love. They just set a new franchise record, 10 straight victories. To do it in the fashion they've done it the last couple of games here, uh, a tight game against Chicago, what really many of us thought should not have been a tight game against Chicago. And then against Montreal, you know, to come back and, and tie it fairly late. And then, uh, and then to get that win in overtime was, was big. So um, that's all Connor wanted for his birthday. He got his birthday wish. Let's hope they can make it uh, like 12 or 15 or 20 in a row. And they're now one point behind the Kings for third place. Yes, they are. And I was reading that this afternoon, it's like holy crap. <laughs> well, a big part of that is is uh, what's what's the losing streak now for LA? They've lost a pile of games here recently. I think they've lost seven in a row or eight in a row, something mm-hmm. like that. Now, yeah, they broke Cam Talbot. <laughs> Dude's trash. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of options behind uh, behind Talbot either there in LA. Copley's out for, I think, the season. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who's the next goalie up, but I think they're going to pretty much have to ride Talbot into the ground. To, well, if they haven't already. 
Oh yeah, they're hurting. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on here. So, for uh, the uh, non-Oilers homers, we've got a couple guys here on the <laughs> on here. So, uh, first one is Elias Pettersson from the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So, he's rostered only ninety nine percent in Yahoo. Not sure why it's only ninety nine percent, but hundred percent in fan tracks. Uh, Pedersen had a great week. He had nine points, five goals, four assists, including three game-winning goals, one power play point on 14 shots on goal. He played just under 20 minutes tonight, including two minutes and 20 seconds on the power play. So he had a good week. Yeah. Canucks had a good week, too. Yeah. couple of... Sorry. No, I, I, I they've had a, a good week, and, and Pedersen's looked great this year. Um I take back all the mean things I said about him, Bruce, last year. That's probably why he's doing so well. He's motivated. <laughs> I don't take them back. Devin spited me. I'm going to make him. <laughs> yeah, 0% chats, that's the case. But no, he's looked really <laughs> yeah. good. For sure. All right. Uh, two honorable mentions this week. Uh, Blake Coleman of the Calgary Flames and Clayton Keller of the Arizona Coyotes. Both had seven points this week. Four goals, three assists in four games. Let's not talk too much about Blake Coleman because he falls under our waiver wire targets. But yeah, kudos to him. He's been fantastic. He's having a great season. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Devin's already picked him up everywhere. So I have not actually. That's that's what <laughs> that's one waiver we're at I, I probably missed out on. So T- Tyler's yeah. listening. He's he's hitting it up right now. <laughs> he's listening from Arizona. Yeah, there you yes. go. Where it's plus thirty instead of minus thirty. Minus fifty. <laughs> minus fifty with the wind chill. Hi. All right, uh, let's move on to edge work here. NHL schedule for week 15. This is the segment where we put in the work to give you the edge in your fantasy hockey leagues. Each week, the hacks will cover the NHL schedule, waiver wire targets, and guide you to victory. Things to know for week 15. Small change in the format this week. There is still full, sorry, three full days and four light days. Light days are 50% or fewer teams in action. This week, Monday is a full day and Tuesday is a light day. There is a total of 53 games on the schedule this week. Monday's got 10 games. Thursday's got also has 10. Saturday has 12. Uh, the remaining remaining days of the week are considered light days. I really didn't word that well, did I? I'll have to fix that. <laughs> That's okay, Bruce. We got the point. In terms of attempting to optimize the schedule for games played, 13 teams play four games next week. I am not reading them all out. Um, of those teams, only the New York Islanders play three of their four games on off nights. Also, two teams of interest, Chicago and Detroit, play all three of their games this week on off nights as well. The teams to fade this week, uh, Columbus, Pittsburgh, and Winnipeg, as they only play two games each. So a quick recap, Monday's got 10 games, Tuesday's 8, Wednesday's 3, Thursday's 10, Friday is 4. Saturday is 12, and Sunday is six games. You can check the show notes to see how the teams all lay out here for teams that play four games, three games, and two games. There are no teams this week that play a single game. should mention, With Bruce. That, sorry. I was going to say, those. there's only three teams that play two games. Everybody else is three or more, right? So yeah. Carolina, Pittsburgh, and Winnipeg are the only teams that play twice. Yeah. Right. I think I said that, didn't I? Maybe I maybe you did. Maybe I wasn't listening. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's just say we did and move on. Okay. Uh, 
Next, we'll move on to waiver wire targets here for week 15. Uh, waiver wire targets will be focused on the players that are rostered in 50% or less of Yahoo or Fantrax leagues. When considering players to target, we review recent performance, player deployment, upcoming schedule, and more. Our first guy on the list here just came off of IR. And that would be Mr. Jaden Schwartz. He is center left wing eligible for the Seattle Kraken. Rostered 15% in Yahoo, 37% in Fantrax. They've got four games this week. They have uh, three games on the road at Pittsburgh, at the Rangers, and at the Oilers. And they are home to the Maple Leafs. Apparently, he is not playing on a line, but he's playing <laughs> Alex Wenberg and Brandon Tanev. Line number and two. On power play one. Line number two. <laughs> line two. Okay. There you go. Uh, it's been a up and down, bit of an up and down season for Mr. Schwartz. 31-year-old has managed to post uh, four points, one goal in his last four contests, and is currently playing at a 60-point pace over the full season. Roll in the top six, power play one, and four games on the schedule. Add this man to your roster. Okay, I'll go do that. Who wants to talk about our next... Uh, oh, he's from Seattle, too. Who wants to talk about the next one? I'll, I'll take this one, Bruce. There, there is definitely a Seattle theme to this episode. You'll <laughs> you'll notice that. And I would have added Joey Decord, too, but I think we've talked about him lots on this podcast already. So uh, <laughs> next up here is Eli Tolvanen, left-wing, right-wing eligible for the Seattle Kraken. 46% rostered in Yahoo, 61% in Fantrax. Like you just mentioned, four games on the schedule for them. He's playing on line three with Yanni Gord and Oliver Bjorkstrand, as well as on power play one. Seven points, two goals in his last five games, and he's playing at a 55-point pace to date. Over that same stretch, he's a plus three and is providing some category coverage with nearly two hits per game. So there are some things to like about Eli Tolvin. Um, but again, I think for me, it's more so just the the volume of games for this week. Good streaming option. Yeah. And, and dual eligibility is always nice if you can find it. Absolutely. I, I love the dual eligibility, especially with wingers, because I usually draft heavy, and then I look, oh, crap, I got too many one side or the other. So, John, you want to take the next one? Sure, I can. Uh, next up on here, we have Blake Coleman, center right wing, Calgary, rostered 74% Yahoo, 65% fan tracks. Three games this week, Arizona, Toronto, and Edmonton. Playing on the uh, second line there <laughs> with uh, Backlund and Mangiapane. Uh, 15 points in his last nine games. Uh, sorry, 15 points in his last 10 games, nine of those being goals. Uh, and playing at a full 82 game pace of 71 points. Um, really, for a guy his age, it's odd to see him have a breakout year, but at uh, 32 years old, he's doing fantastic. Um, his previous career high is, uh, 22, uh, currently he's at 19, uh, or sorry, 22 goals. Currently he's on pace for 36 goals over a full season. Uh, the guy's been doing really good and getting that power play two times as well. He's like, we, I think we all kind of knew he was a, he's a pretty good depth player, right? Like he's a guy you can play in your middle six and your top six if you had to. We just seeing what he did in Tampa a few years ago. And he's had stretches, but this is the first time that I can recall where he's had sustained offensive production. And now he's getting a role in the top six and some power play time, and it's it's good to see. I, you're going to have a tough time finding him, but I, I felt like we had to talk about him yeah. at least a little bit. 
Yeah, he looks like he's one point away from his uh, career high. So, I was going to say, did someone uh, did he slip you a twenty to get him into the wire for this week? Seventy four percent. I'm like, holy crap! It's like, no, we we missed the boat on on Coleman. I think unless uh, did we talk about him recently, Bruce? I don't know if we did. Or we have we have one way or the other. I don't know whether it's been on this podcast or if it's been on the yeah on the radio show, but we have talked about him. Yeah, so I just this is probably last chance to grab him at seventy four percent rostered in Yahoo. Um, yeah, you know if this keeps up, he won't be available for for very much longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think his career high he set when he was a de- was playing for New Jersey. Because when he got traded, he was doing quite well offensively, and then when he got traded to uh, Tampa Bay, then they moved him down the line. Uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, you're looking that up. I will move on to the next one. Career high was last year. What's that? Last year, 38 points. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. In Calgary. Yeah. But he did play at a 46-point pace in Tampa in 2020-2021. So that was his best rate of offensive production. But he only played in 55 games that year. So that I'm was- totally out to lunch then. Well, that's about right for me. Just FYI. <laughs> Just totally out to lunch. All right. Uh, let's go on to Mason Marchment here, left wing for the Dallas Stars. Rostered 45% in Yahoo, 56% in Fantrax. They've got four games this week as well. They are at home to the LA Kings, on the road to the Flyers and Devils, as well as the Islanders. He is playing on line two with Matt Duchesne and Tyler Sagan. He's also seeing some time on power play two. Marchman's having a wonderful season for Dallas, finding chemistry with Duchesne and Tyler Sagan on the Stars' second line and second power play unit. Marchman's on pace for 64 points this season and has produced 12 points, four goals over his last eight games. Offers a bit of category coverage, nearly a hit a game. Shot rate is not ideal, as some underlying metrics show production is boosted by luck. As this is not too bad, 17 and a half. That's not a bad-ish, not bad. I like it over 20, but 17 is <laughs> not bad. And Tevich is at 12.3, which is also a little a little high as well. All right. Oh, I know. John wants to talk about the next guy here. <laughs> TJ Oshie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Does he actually I have on here? <laughs> it's TJ Oshie. Uh, Almost fell off his chair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I was trying to move my computer mouse, and I guess I didn't actually have the sensor like over the table so i was like why isn't this working <laughs> anyways yes uh tj oshi uh rostered six percent yahoo sorry right wing uh washington rostered six percent yahoo 14 percent fan tracks games this week against anaheim and st louis twice playing on that first line with max patch and dylan strome also getting time on power play one uh, he's not young anymore. He's 37, but he finds himself playing in that top six with those two, uh, fine gentlemen there. Uh, he's got two goals in his first three games following an injury in mid December, uh, 14 shots on goal. So he's definitely putting the shots on net 4.66 per game, uh, in that three game stretch. Um, he's also getting some good category coverage as well with 1.29 hits a game. And nearly one block a game as well. Um, he's shooting a career low, or sorry, he has a career low seven point four percent ish, and the four point six percent Tevish would strongly suggest the second half uh, surge could be coming for Oshi, assuming he can stay healthy. 
They got to put him in a full body cast and just send him out there. I mean, Bruce, he's 37, man. He's like, that's <laughs> that's almost ancient in player years. Half of Washington Capitals are ancient. <laughs> it's, they are. But whenever I see him, I just think he never ages. Oh, yeah. He doesn't look like, old. No, no like he doesn't, some he doesn't reason, look old. But. I always want to say he's like, oh, he's 29. Yeah, Every but year. his body's got some. He's had a huge string of issues health-wise here the past what three seasons. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is too bad because, like you said, he's a hell of a player when he's healthy. Yep, it's it's really funny. I'm just looking at the standings again here, and, and Pittsburgh and Washington both have 46 points through 41 games played, a 2015 and six record. The difference is that Pittsburgh is a plus 13 and Washington's a minus 26 goal differential. Mm-hmm. Yikes. But saying that, they're only three points out of a playoff spot. So it seems it's it's jump ball right now. You know, basically between Detroit, Tampa, the Islanders, the Devils, the Penguins, and the Capitals. It's it's who's gonna take it. It's gonna be interesting to watch down the stretch. Go Penguins. Go Penguins. There you go. All right, let's move on to defenseman here. First guy up is Adam Boquist for the Columbus Blue Jackets. He is rostered a whopping one percent in Yahoo. <laughs> 23% in fan tracks. They got a couple games this week. They are at home to the Canucks and the Devils. He's playing in the first pair with Damon Se- D- Damon Sipperson. He's oh my God. Yikes. Also seeing he's on power play one as Mr. Orensky is still on IR. Uh, Boquist has taken over power play one duties for the Columbus Jackets, averaging 65% power play share and uh, 2140 on time on ice. See here in the last four games, he's also posted four assists, three on the power play over that same four-game stretch. Columbus is dealing with some injuries, but a top pair, top power play defenseman is hard to pass up at this point in the season. The downside for this week is just two games on the slate for Columbus. And yeah, it's they are just injury issues again. Lots of them. For sure. Uh, remember last week, Bruce and I said we were scraping the bottom of the barrel, and we were talking about Damon Severson. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now we're talking about Adam Boquist. So uh, there's there's really not a ton out there in terms of defense that I could find. Bruce can hardly even say Damon Severson. <laughs> Just looking at <laughs> it, it's on. like it's, good old Sasky boy. Like, yeah, I know. It's yeah. All right, who wants to do Mr. Larson? Sure. All right, John. Sticking with the the Seattle theme we were talking about earlier, we have Adam Larson. Seattle roster, 39% in Yahoo, uh, 15% in fan tracks. Four games this week, Pittsburgh, New York, Edmonton, and Toronto. Uh, playing on that first pairing with Vince Dunn. Uh, Adam Larson, he's playing big minutes with Seattle on that uh, top pairing and provides great category coverage, averaging 1.7 hits a game and nearly two blocks. Uh, Larson also has five points, one goal over his last seven games, and he's averaging just shy of 23 minutes a game. Um, this one guy I really didn't want to see leave Edmonton, but here we are giving him praise in Seattle. Um, he's just a fantastic player. Just imagine for a second right now, if you had Darnell Nurse and Adam Larson as your first or second pairing, as opposed to Darnell Nurse and Cody Ceci. Ugh, Cody Cece. It, it just it <laughs> makes me sick, honestly. Yeah. And the fact that we lost Clefbaum for nothing, I wish him well, right? But just losing yeah. that that pairing right there really hurt the Oilers. 
And yeah. we've been fortunate yeah. that guys like Kulak and Deherney have been really good. Deherney actually, by all like the advanced metrics, looks fantastic this year. And he's improved greatly. Yeah, by all accounts, the guys love him in the room. So big guy works hard, cares, love to see it. Um, they they desperately need to upgrade Cody CC. That that's he's that needs terrible. to be a priority at the trade deadline. Yep. I agree. He uh he's terrible. Provides <laughs> provides no offense to speak of. Defensively, I think he's probably just average. Yep. I haven't dug into his numbers, but just by the eye test, he hasn't been great, right? Yep. So yeah, I miss Adam Larson, but uh, definitely pick him up. He'll get you them shifts. There you go. Devin, you get Igor. Oh man, this was a last minute uh, entry. <laughs> and that's why I said I was getting Larson because I was like <laughs> Yeah, again, scraping the bottom of the barrel, but Igor Zamula for the Philadelphia Flyers rostered in 1% of Yahoo League, 16% in fan tracks. Uh the saving grace for this guy here this week is really just a roll on the first power play unit and four games. They play St. Louis, Dallas, Colorado, and Ottawa. He's playing on the third pairing with Rasmus Ristolainen at even strength. Seven points, two goals in his last 11 games played, averaging just under 17 minutes per game and 301 power play time on ice per game. That's just under 60% power play share. Uh, probably just a nice depth add for the week. So nothing to get too, too excited about. But if you're desperate for a defenseman, uh, he's going to give you volume of starts and a roll on that first power play unit. There you go. Nice. Very nice. And if you're really super desperate for a defenseman, I just brought up the uh, hot uh, hot players for the weeks in scoring for defensemen. Take a while. You'll never guess who's number two this week. Nick Purvix of the Tampa Bay Lightning. He has five points in three games. Who? It gets no power play time whatsoever, <laughs> but he is averaging just under 22 minutes a night. There you go. Like that would be your super desperation pick right there. Hmm. Interesting. Well, thank you, Bruce. Yeah, I would have never expected that. But then, too, Sergeyev is out, so he's probably getting a getting some yep. of that time. So, all right. Let us move on to goaltenders. First one on the list here is Mister Anti Ranta, Carolina Hurricanes. He's rostered thirty percent in Yahoo, thirty-two in Fantrax. Three games this week, all at home to the Kings, to Detroit, and Minnesota. Uh, we don't know if he's starting, backing up, or going to be on the IR by the end of this week. We're not sure. Two zero and one in his last three appearances. Ranta has been impressive for the most uh, for the Hurricanes, hosting a one point one eight goals against average and a nine fifty four save percentage. Peter Kachetkov is currently dealing with concussion issues, and Freddie Anderson is still on the shelf. So. Basically, if you uh, need a goaltender, go get Ranta if he's available because he's the really the only option Carolina has right now. There isn't a, their backup goalie is from the ECHL, so it's not uh, not a great situation there. So hopefully Ranta can stay healthy and get him through here till Kachetkov or Anderson returns. And the Carolina Hurricanes have been good here. They're seven one and two in their last ten. They've won their last two games, plus nineteen goal differential. They are second in the Metropolitan right now at 24-13-5. So just a, a solid, solid team. And I think Bruce, we were talking about this on the last episode or maybe the week before. Carolina has typically been a, a fantasy-friendly destination for goaltenders. Mm-hmm. And yes. it's been a bit of a struggle for them lately. Um, but it's good to see Ranta kind of land on his feature in the past few games. So if you're looking for a boomer bust pick, I'd say that's a guy to go to. 
Yep. That's just it. You can't look at the numbers from the rest of the year. Uh, the ones he's put up here late or in the last few games, they good. they've been good. So hopefully he can continue that. Good zero G option. Yeah, for sure. All right. Who wants to take the next one here? Uh, I'll take this one, but Bruce, you should have taken it because I, I just noticed maybe that was that your team that picked him up in ESPN. Yeah, I uh, I'm down <laughs> to I, I'm literally down to Agoli. So nice because I had Coach Edkoff and and then I had uh, Wedgwood, but he's injured and now Ottinger's back, so yeah, he's not worth anything. So I, I was down to a goalie. So it's like, all right, I need a goalie. Oh look, he's starting tomorrow. I'll just pick him up to start the week and then. Well, I can the, figure out what I'm going to do for the rest of the week. The player in question is Anthony Stolars for the Florida Panthers, rostered in 10% in Yahoo, 16% in Fantrax. Three games on the schedule, Anaheim, Detroit, and Minnesota, all home games. As Bruce mentioned, he does have the start against Anaheim tomorrow. They are the 29th-ranked team in the league at 2.5 goals per game. Should be a really nice matchup for him. Um, he's been great for for Florida this year, actually, with a 6-3-1 record, a 1.95 goals against, a 9.23 save percentage, and he stopped 47 of 49 shots over his last two games. Looks to be a very nice pickup, Bruce. I'm sure that's going to pay off in spades for you, buddy. Uh, what you're going to do beyond that that start tomorrow, I'm not sure, but let's just hope that Bobrovsky <laughs> falls off a cliff for you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to. It's Yeah. it's The wire goaltending is thin, real thin. I'm going to have to. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe go maybe go totally the zero G route. <laughs> go, no goaltenders, just forwards. <laughs> All of your acquisitions can just be goaltenders yeah, every single day. Stone. Yeah. That's what it was last week, except for one. And I'm assuming Rant is not available in our ESPN league. Actually, I think he is. Oh, Bruce, you better go grab him. Yeah, I well, we can take a quick be- break here while Bruce figures out what he wants to do with this <laughs> roster. <laughs> uh, shoot. Well, it's okay. Tyler's not on tonight, so I don't have to worry about that. So There you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Is there any other goaltenders we want to add to that? I, it's been tough. Like I, I kind of just looked through here quick again tonight, and I, I, I didn't see a ton for goaltenders to be honest. But you guys tell me if you see. Like obviously, um, we've talked lots about Alex Lyon. We just saw him play the Oilers. He looked great again. If he's available, that's the guy you want to grab. Like we said, Joey Decord. Um, yeah. Beyond that, I, I don't know what else. Lindgren's back for Washington. He played both of the yep. both of the back to backs here against. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rangers and and held in pretty good. They won the first one, they lost the second one, but only by two to one margin. So something yep. to keep an eye there too, because Lindgren has been really good this year for for Washington. Elvis is back in the building. He gets a start tomorrow mm-hmm. too. Mm. See how long that lasts, or if he ends up somewhere else. I I would think Bruce. He's probably on his way out. I was listening a little bit to the Thirty Two Thoughts podcast, and they were talking about some of what he was saying and, and he believes he's a number one starter in the league. Right. And yeah. And they've been giving Tarasov starts and it's just, I don't know. That one to me feels like a situation that's going to get resolved sooner than later. He'll probably end up somewhere, somewhere different. I would say if not by the end of this season, for sure in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're paying him a lot of money and he should be playing really. He should be. And there's a lot of teams that could use a goaltender. <laughs> well, to be fair, Columbus is not 
it's not a great destination for a goaltender at the moment, but mm-hmm. no. No, definitely not. I do. Oh, that's what I did. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Just checking out my fantasy lineup. (laughs) I had a feeling. Yeah, that's all good. That's all good. Bruce just spaced out for a moment. Where did he go? Oh, he's just checking his fantasy lineup. Not to worry. Yeah, no worries. All right. Uh, Unless we got anything else, that's uh, that's it for this week. So thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter or X at FH Hacks and on Instagram at Fantasy Hockey Hacks. Don't forget to check out our live show, Hacks Hangout, every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Mountain Time on EdmontonSportsTalk.com and on YouTube.com slash Heavy Hockey. Have a good evening, everybody. Bye, Felicia. Take care, guys.